Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. All right, we are back here live uh, at Women in HVACR 2022. We're at the tail end of day two, and we have a new guest, Sarah. Um, I'm not going to try to say your last name. I know you just said it for us, but I am not going to try. Um, so Sarah is, uh, you have, so we've, we've talked a little bit about essentially two types of people that are in the trade. We got ones like myself that have fallen into it. You are on the other side where you were kind of born into it. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the show. Thank you. And would you mind telling us a little bit about your background? So um, Atlas is well, my father was um, in the Air Force and when I was born. So I was born in North Dakota. And they grew up in the Valley. Him and my mom you know, got married when they were sweethearts from high school. So they went back to their hometown. And um, he decided he learned some of the trade while he was in the Air Force. And he decided he wanted to start an electrical company. That's why it's called Atlas Electrical first. Sure. Um, so he started an electrical company. And then within two years, they added in the HVAC. He became certified, learned the trade added in the HVAC into the business. Um, and then him and my older brother would go out and work and they were the two technicians for the business for a long time. Um, and mom and I would do the backside in the house and phones and all that other kind of stuff. And um, I, I fell in love with the trade since I was little. I, I was mentioning to you guys earlier, I would tell my dad when I was young, I want to go with you. They'd come home all sweaty and dirty, you know, and just <laughs> exhausted. And I was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be in the house. And um, he would say, no, you need to stay in the kitchen and help your mom. Uh-huh. So um, it, it was just something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I did mostly dispatching in the beginning. And then finally in uh, 2004, we incorporated. Um, and in 2008, I came in full time into the business. And then in 2012, I became president. That's awesome. Very that's, really, cool. that's really awesome. Yeah. So how, how long total have you been in the trade then well i've been i helped him when we started from the house because we worked out of the house Mm -hmm. for quite a few years until we bought the property um and then i left and i did my own thing right because you don't know what you want to do and i wasn't going to do hvac (laughs) at 19 you know right Right. so yeah i didn't you know it wasn't for me it wasn't sexy at all um and then so when it was in 97 i was doing financials with my mom helping her getting everything up to par and then in 2000 Eight, my brother and my dad were unsure of what they were going to do with the company. Yeah, was that was a, a hard time. time yeah. of, I was clueless, right? It was the end of 2007, and they were like, we might just close the business. Um, dad and, and Junior couldn't get along. Well, I mean, you know, Junior, yeah. Senior. Uh-huh. Uh, you know how that goes. And they needed Family kind of businesses like, are tough in general. <laughs> they're hard. Yeah. And they needed a mediator. Mm-hmm. And so they came to me and my, it wasn't until my older brother came to me and said, uh, would you give us some help? Mm-hmm. And then I said, let me see what's going on here. <laughs> so I decided, okay, you know what? Let me come in. 
And I started dispatching and cleaning the, cleaning the office and, you know, just trying to figure out the industry. And I just, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved learning. The I loved instant hook. It was instant. Yeah. It was instant. Yeah. So you actually, you, you're a keynote speaker at the event here at the Women yes. in HVAC. Um, well, not a keynote, but I was a speaker, a breakout. Well, we're going to call you a keynote. <laughs> you're a keynote in our picture, in our book. Um, what was it that you, the topic that you spoke on? So I talked about the leadership within. Um, and what does that mean? The leadership within to me is my self journey of um, growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a way of being, we all do, right? We have a certain personality. And I be, went into many leadership positions without really understanding the things that triggered my personality and the way I reacted to certain things. Okay. And so I just became a leader. I became president of an organization and I did me, right? Which is I have a tendency to want to get things done, get to the point. I don't want to chit chat. There's, you know, <laughs> don't, come, a lot like me. don't come crying to me. Mm. Um, just do your job. Just do your job. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Yeah. And don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. and get out of my way, right? So that I can get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody has different leadership styles. And I learned when I was in this position, I was watching the women around me, and I thought, why do I not have everybody's buy-in? They're doing it, but there's something missing. It's like they're missing. forced to, be, to do it, and the, it's not that they want to. There was not the happy joy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It was getting done. We grew massively. We grew times five in the organization, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a good feeling. And I couldn't figure out, because I'm not about a feeling. I, I really don't care about feelings like, at that <laughs> yeah. time, right? I was like, right, it doesn't right. really matter. But I, I noticed that there was a disconnect. So I started going into self-evaluation. What am I doing wrong? And I started taking all sorts of tests. I've taken every single test out there. If there's a test I haven't taken, I mean, I... You're talking like the, like the DISC personality Myers-Briggs and, you know, your... <laughs> 16 your, personalities. Your and 16 personalities. And I would dive into every single exam to figure out my why, right? What is it about me? And then I started learning all the different things that would that didn't sit right or that I needed to change and work on. And I came upon this test that really taught me not only about myself, but about the people around me and their triggers. And that one stuck with me. So I went into it deep dive and I've just modified that into my uh, leadership presentation. Mm -hmm. It's called www.equilibria.com. E-Q-U-I-L-I-B-R-I-A. It's 35 questions. Okay. And it's simple questions. There's four words, and it says pick the one that you are most like, and then pick the one out of those four three words that are left that you are least like. Okay. So it gives you 35 questions, takes we did it yesterday, takes about eight minutes to do. Is this the one that Cassie came in and she was like, I'm red? Yes. Like, yeah, she came in after after she did your uh, breakout, and she was like, I'm red, obviously. <laughs> That's definitely me. We know that. And then, well, you know, Leslie took it last night mm-hmm. afterwards, and she was um, red and yellow mixed mm-hmm. together. And I don't know what that means, but she was surprised that she got red yellow. and yellow. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's different color combinations, and there's two colors that you come out with, right? So the first one is your personality, how you lead, and the second one is your why, why you're doing those things. Mm-hmm. So in studying this and in teaching this, um, I've been able to get the buy-in that I need to when I walk into a room. 
I want to get to know you. I look at the way you talk. I listen to the words you use so that I can put in my brain more or less which of the realms you fall under. Okay. So each, Good luck with me because my words change a you're lot. Red. <laughs> <laughs> you're red. You're <laughs> red. We all knew that. That wasn't even ago. a question. Um, so based on how you want to be spoken to and how you speak back, somebody can figure out the best way to get your buy-in. Okay. And how you want to be rewarded. So blues don't like to be called out. They don't want to be rewarded in front of people. They would rather you bring them to the side and you have a one-on-one conversation. It makes them very uncomfortable for you to say they did a great job in front of Oh, that's me. I definitely, I do not like being rewarded in front of people. I will get uncomfortable. I also put on a persona as well. I have um, alter ego. You could be a red blue. Okay. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take this to us. I'm You're curious. I, I'm just making me more curious the yes. more we talk about it. Yeah, it, it really, it's a really good, um, it's a really good down, platform. Right? I did write it down. Okay. It's a really good platform. I (laughs) really would be interested to hear your colors. Um, And so going into this leadership presentation that I did yesterday and what I do in my life is before I hire, I have the people take the exam. So if I'm looking for a customer service, I want a yellow, which is a people person. They love to talk. They love the, they're charismatic. They're all about the fun. They're all about the creative and they can handle um, different personalities really well. So when, so when you have, so with this test, that's part of the hiring process now for you guys. Is that what you're saying? So you have certain criteria, obviously you probably do initial interviews, look through resumes, stuff like that. But where does this fit in with your hiring process? Before they come into the interview. The, fir- I the ask first them, one? I ask them okay. to take the exam and send me, their, send me their results. Yes, because like I had a customer service position that I was looking for and a dispatching. Somebody sent me their color in and I thought, hmm, this doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to fit him well. So he came in to do the interview, and I already had seen his color results because he had sent them to me, and I had the interview with him. And I said, and why would you want to be a dispatcher? And I went into this discussion. And I said, or why would you want to do customer service? I said, do you really like people that much? And he was like, well, no, not really. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I already knew that. And having this conversation with him, I told him, I said, you seem like the perfect person to go into social work. And he said to me, you know, that's always been my passion. Oh, it's hmm. interesting. That's and I crazy. thought, you're in the wrong field. Well, and that's always the, the, the conversation, right? Get the right, the right butts in the right seats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're fitting round pegs and square holes trying to yeah. make it work. Or people are just like, well, I need, I need to get paid. I need a so job. I need a job. I need to f- provide for my family. So I'm just going to continue to do this thing I don't really like to do. Mm-hmm. But then they don't really shine because they don't really like to do it. Right. So you, so you make that the first part of your hiring process. Yes, because does, a lot of times I don't want to waste their time or yeah. my time. I was going to say, does it ever weed people out like completely? Yes, or, for me it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever um, done it and be like, I don't think that's going to work, but then the, you hire them anyway and it worked? Or is it pretty, pretty uh, safe? It's, it, for me, it's been a very good spot on mm-hmm. um, test. Just because I know the job description. Mm. I know what it's going to entail. Yeah, like a that's green, a good point. Yeah, yeah. A green is extremely organized and they require all the details. So you would want somebody who would be green to be in your billing mm. yeah. because they're going to be on top of everything. And I have my biller. She's a green. Mm. And she's in the perfect position. And she loves what she does because she has control 
of all of the detail that comes through. And when somebody doesn't provide the detail, she's going to make sure she goes to get it. Yeah. It's not going to be somebody like me who would be like, oh, screw the detail. You know, I would just get it done, <laughs> bill it out. You know, who cares? We'll figure it out later. I <laughs> would be the wrong me. person yeah. to be in that position. So that's some of the things that okay. that the test for me or has helped me. That's really, I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah, well, and, I've, and I've, you know, because uh, for our digital marketing agency, trying to figure out the hiring, I always wanted to, so we've, we've been using the Kobe. Um, I still don't quite understand all the results when I get them back yet because we're still learning. But we've been I, doing it. The Kobe. To, yeah, we've been we've been doing it at the the almost at the end, like to the point where we got. To, so it was interesting. That's why I asked if it was at the beginning or the end because I'm like, well, we got to the end, and now if we if we like someone's personality when we talk to them, and then we see that, and it's like, well, I still like them. It, you have a different perception of that person before you ever talk to them. Um, and you may not have the right person for the right seat, but you're like, oh, I really like them. I think they'd be great on the team. And then, you're, again, you're trying to pound that round peg into a square hole. The Kobe is really good. It talks about, again, your strengths, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the different tests out there do talk about the strengths. But this one in particular talks about what triggers you to shut down. And I think it's really important, like for me, if the moment you tell me what to do, I'm not doing it. I'm going to do the complete opposite. It's just my part of my personality. Hmm. The minute you you give me a whole bunch of detail, I shut out like a squirrel. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even hear half of what you said. I, I didn't want to listen I'm just to it. Just skim over this and catch the high points. Yes, of yeah. it. I'm I'm already done. I already found the solution. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not definitely not blue. You're going to come in crying. My girlfriends would call me dragon lady because I'd be like, oh, what are you doing crying? Like, why are we having this conversation again? That's funny. You know? So learning those things about myself was able to, I was able to pull myself back, become a better listener because I didn't understand why I was so irritated. You mm -hmm. just irritated me already. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I learned my triggers. Okay. Why am I getting irritated? Ah, this person is this guy. Okay. What do they need from me? so that I can be a better leader for them. Mm. I need to shut up and listen. I need this person who's giving me all the detail in green to allow them to finish so that they can get the buy-in to complete the job. If I stop them, I'm gonna shut them down. Sure. My team is not gonna operate. So that's why this one was so important to me, just because of the triggers and how to give them what they're looking for in the verbiage that they're asking. That's very interesting. That is, love, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, because I, I read a, uh, a book in college. I had to read it, and it was horrible read. Um, it was a, I was in school for psychology, and I'm trying to think of the name of the book, but it's basically what you're describing, but it was written very hard to read. It's, so however you, you, this person's personality is, this is how you coach that person, and this is how you coach that person. And But it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it was talking very, it, it, it was over everybody's head whenever we were reading the books. Um, but that's what it, it sounds like what you're describing was that book, but made more plain. It seems like it's bring, brought it into color yeah. so you can, you right away recognize a color and it pops your memory. It's almost how I feel like that. But at the same time, as soon as Cassie said she was red, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see you being red. I don't know what red means, but I could definitely see you being a red. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Leslie was like, I'm yellow. I was, okay, I can see you. I can see that you being yellow. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know what the colors mean. I'm definitely interested in taking this person. I know. Because we, we get the 16, 16 personalities whenever we do ours, our hiring. Uh, but I'm going to have to change it over to this. Like you the Myers-Briggs is fun. That 16 personality one, um, it tells you a lot about, you know, like your purpose and that kind of yeah. stuff. If you're fitting in within where your realm or your 
in a peg, you know, a peg hole or whatever. Um, but then again, uh, to learn the frustration that sits inside of me that makes me shut down and I'm supposed to be the leader and I don't understand that frustration, I can't ever change it. So my leadership will never change. So how does that affect, so as you're building a team, right? You mm-hmm. guys are, you guys are growing, building a team. Now you have other managers and they have to learn these things too. Is this, is this part of your guys' development of those leaders in your organization as well, where they have to learn these things and go through training for this? I have my team take it and I take them out to dinner and we talk about the colors and we go through it. And it was very enlightening for them too, because some of them would say, well, this, you know, she frustrates me because of this. Oh, now I get why. Oh, well, now I know how to talk to her. Remember her color. So there's a really good book by, and I shared it yesterday as well, by Cy Wakeman. She's a psych, uh, psychiatrist that went into HR and managed like hospitals and all this, massive employees. And she wrote a book and it's called No Ego. And in this book, she talks about how to help when you're dealing with your team to make them the leaders. Because at the end of the day, they need to be the leaders. You don't need to be leading all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the question she asks them is, when they come to her with a problem, what can you do to fix that? Oh, that's cool. We were just talking about this a few recordings ago. Um, I had an issue where I had technicians that would come to us. Okay, so I knew and I recognized that it was an ego thing. It was an ego thing on my behalf that I would answer the questions. We felt important. Yeah, because they were coming coming to me constantly. But it became overwhelming and it, it hit the breaking point when I received 132 phone calls in one day. And it was just technicians calling and asking questions. And they just wanted me to answer the question for them. And it was feeding my ego, but it was wearing me out. And so I came up with this, you must come to me with three solutions for every problem that you have. So at least I know you put some thought and effort into it. And the next day they called me again and they didn't have any solutions and I hung up on them. And then they called back and said, I think we got disconnected. No, we didn't. I hung up on you and click, uh, what's your, what's your solutions? Oh, I don't have any click. And then the next day I got about, I got about four phone calls and all four of them, they had three solutions and just wanted my confirmation that their solution was correct. And it just instantly cut down on it because it had to, then exactly. they were empowered you, to make a decision. They were empowered to make that decision. They, they, but it was also, so it was an ego thing on my behalf, but it was also a trust thing that they wouldn't get fired, they wouldn't get in trouble if they made the wrong decision. Because it was your decision. Right. It was my decision, so it fell back on me. And it was on my, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was on my shoulders if something went wrong. Uh, and so it, it, that's whenever we implemented, uh, not long after that, we implemented a um, $250 a day rule. So they could make a $250 a day uh, um, mistake and I'll never receive a phone call from me. So if they made the wrong choice and it was a mistake and they learned from it, won't get it. And it was less than $250. Won't get a phone call from me at all. Uh, and so then they really felt empowered to, to make decisions on their own and be confident about the decisions that they made. So it was a long process of figuring that out, but I wish I would just read this book and it'd been a lot easier. So I have to <laughs> dealt with right? that, but Geez, Louise, that was tough. That's why we do this, so we can meet people exactly. that can make us smarter. <laughs> exactly, 100%. <laughs> That's why it's important to listen to podcasts. It is, so especially service educated. business There's so much great podcasts. education out there, and the networking, you know, like without without this, we don't meet someone like you or these events. We don't meet people like you and, and have a different perspective, and you have a different uh, background and, 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 and things like that where we learn about these tests. I mean, we I learned so much just by 
sitting here and listening to super smart people. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm definitely not the smartest person in the room. <laughs> not by a long either. shot. Uh, that's, that's, so why, that's why Ruth's in here. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Miss Ruth just walked in, so she's <laughs> definitely the smartest person here. Uh, so really quick, I'd like to ask you, um, in your experience uh, throughout your, your time in the trades, is there a, a situation or a problem that you can uh, that you can come up like off the top of your mind that you kind of felt like you were stranded there, you were alone, you didn't know what to do, and you made your way through it? Um, I, I so I say we got sued a couple of years ago by a con artist, and when it happened, we were like, "Oh crap! Like, what do we do now?" We were part of a um, a group. What do you call those peer? Best practice. Best practice groups, yeah. Uh, and so I reached out to the leadership in there, and they kind of work, walked us through it. But it instantly felt like I was by myself on a ship, on, our, on an island, no ships around, and it was just going to be us figuring this out. Uh, do you have anything like that that you've ever experienced, and how would you get through it if you did? I don't have enough time in a day. <laughs> <clears throat> we got sued recently um, by a con artist. He mm -hmm. claimed that we he was – working at a supply house and he was walking outside with one of my technicians and walks him to the car and invites him to come over on Friday to the, you know, whatever cookout or whatever they're doing. It gets behind the vehicle f that my technician is driving. Mm -hmm. It's standing like sideways. Um, and with a blower that he brought from his house is blowing a abandoned parking lot area because it's the back part of the warehouse. So it's mm -hmm. not even cut like very little grass, lots of dirt. Yeah, yeah. No reason to be back there with a blower. Right. Um, a personal blower. Yeah, not one from, from work. Not one from work, not one from the warehouse. And claims that my, when my technician backed up, that he hit him. And that it hit him so hard, you know how those, we have those big bumpers, mm -hmm. that the tail light broke. Wow. Right? Well, he it didn't break, it cracked. Him. It cracked. Yeah. So that would have been a hard slam. Yeah. That would have pushed you forward mm -hmm. if yep. you had really been hit like that he hit it with the blower fell to the side sitting on the side sitting oh goodness um insurances and stuff like that happens man when i, I feel like we're talking that, about that a lot this week insurance <laughs> insurance yeah just bad. dealing with insurances in general and they told me the insurance company told me that i lived in an area and i'm not to talk about politics but i live in an area that is very democratic mm -hmm. favored and so it was going to favor the victim really and that because i was a business owner and you that they the color was very red down there which is a danger zone not to do settlements in there just to try to set not to try to go to court just to try to, to settle. sell it yeah which of course, made me livid. Oh yeah, that's exactly. So our insurance company was like, "Let's just pay them. Let's oh. pay them." And I was. And then if my insurance increases like times three the next the next year. Yeah. No, oh no, let's not even go into it. <laughs> I'm back on that empty <laughs> island <laughs> shipwrecked. Yeah, that's. I was. We felt that way, and Julie actually went to court with the mediator and our insurance lawyers, and. She was like, no, we're not paying $5,000 because they, they wanted flooring, all their flooring replaced. She's like, mm -mm, nope, we're not paying. Because this guy was a con artist. He knew exactly what happened. He knew the water was going to leak there, and he wanted all his floors replaced, and it was ridiculous. And ended up, it was like $1,000 worth of, he provided receipts. That's what he actually paid for the flooring, and he put it in himself. And he was just going to pocket the rest of the cash or whatever. And so they were like, okay, we'll pay you $1,000. And I was like, I'm 
pissed that we paid a thousand dollars because it literally was underneath an air handler and he just wanted all new floors because he, mm-hmm. it didn't wasn't the same exact colors oh, as, don't as, even go there with me right now oh my gosh and and they were like that we consider that a win we only had to pay a thousand dollars out of five thousand dollars well, you were gonna write a check for five thousand dollars and then jack my prices of my insurance up but whatever that's a sore subject obviously <laughs> i think for contractors um there there has to be a happy balance when it comes to customer um support and customer service and satisfaction there's got to be ownership right Mm -hmm. not every company out there has ownership which is what makes us different but there also has to be a certain sense of customer satisfaction and um we go through that i mean the guys will go through the ceiling you know you've got to go and paint and you know Mm -hmm. fix that um the drain will leak and i'm like why didn't you just replace that we've talked about this thousands of times exactly did it go into the main plumbing line why didn't you move it yeah um little things like that right little things that add up a lot um and as business owners because we we care about our customers we fix the things that should be fixed we have a balance of fairness i serve on the board with the better business bureau and I serve on that board because of the ethics that I believe that the board carries and that I want to exhibit. Yeah. And I also serve on it because it has an arbitration that's free. So if you ever have a customer that you just cannot settle with, yeah. you can take the claim to the Better Business Bureau and they will mediate it for you for free. If oh, you become I didn't a member. Know that. We're members that. of it. I didn't know that though. Yes, that's for really free. Cool. And if a customer is upset, you can ask them to go to the Better Business Bureau file a complaint and then they bring in separate people Mm -hmm. to hear their arbitration and they settle it in a manner of fairness in business. Yeah. You Mm. know, and it may not be the outcome you may want, but if that's what the, the business sense of that version is asking for, then you comply because you're in an ethical Absolutely, yeah. Balance. So yeah. I don't like the Angie's list. Since, I mean, I'd hate to, you know, yeah. badmouth anything, but I don't like those because they're the reviews are sometimes fake. The customers are not real. I had one customer that gave us a bad review. We never did any work for him. And then I went to just, just you know, figure it out. Like, why mm-hmm. did this customer give us a review? Turned out he gave it to like eight other AC companies the same review and then gave a great one. <laughs> and I'm like, I okay, now who I know. That so is. Yeah. so yeah. I, have you ever heard of Ask for Transparency? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so there's a... What is that? uh, You were telling me about this, I think. Yeah, it's a... They essentially have a way with technology to kind of backfeed and figure out through the profiles who's leaving fake reviews, and they're kind of working with Google and some of these other tech companies to kind of weed that stuff out because it's such a big problem, especially like Amazon. You see some of these products, and they have like hundreds of thousands of reviews, and you're like, man, are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, people leaving reviews? I've never left yeah. an Amazon review, and I buy stuff all <laughs> the time. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's just one of those things that uh, it's... There's there's starting to be a fight on that side because there's so much there's so much junk out there. Yeah. yeah, look at the Yelp, look at the fake restaurants that they had, and you know you, oh, you yeah, went the, through not that even thing. a real restaurant. It wasn't yeah. even a real restaurant. They mm-hmm. did it in a backyard, <sighs> and mm-hmm. you know it sold out. You know for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it, I was just like floored at it, yeah, it blew me away. Yeah, the obliviousness of of the internet. Mm-hmm. Miss Sarah, I really appreciate you coming and sharing. And uh, we have a lot of stuff to check out now. I have a book to read and a test to take. Good, and thing, good thing you're flying tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. <laughs> we really appreciate it. If somebody wants to learn more about you and your company, what's the best place for them to reach out? 
You can find me on Instagram, Sarah underscore Atlas RGV. You can find me on the internet, www.atlasrgv.com. You can find me on email, Sarah at atlasrgv.com. Very simple. You can find me on TikTok, Sarah Hammond Phoenix, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Sarah Hammond. So I'm surprised you remember all your handles. I don't. Find I, can't, me. I, I can't even figure out what my mine is. Tersh Blissett or Tersh dot and if it's not that, I'm not on that platform. <laughs> if I can't have it, I'm not on that platform. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. This was great. We Thank really appreciate having. it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.